legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome, Bitcoin broskies, to the number one daily Bitcoin pod. Let's freaking go, shall we? In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis, as well as the latest from Plan B, creator of the Bitcoin stock the flow model, and quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, moving to El Salvador now is like buying Bitcoin for a dollar in 2011. Preach. Also, the hash rate hits another all-time high of 480 quintillion exahashes per second. Like, whoa. Also in today's show, BitMax co-founder Arthur Hayes predicts Bitcoin surge amid the dollar liquidity rise. We'll also be discussing embattled crypto lender Genesis filing a lawsuit against Gemini in an effort to recover over $689 million. Also in today's show, BlackRock pushes the use in-kind creation method for their spot Bitcoin ETF. I'll be breaking down this latest report, as well as a $100,000 Bitcoin price incoming predicts the macro guru. Dan Tapiero. I'll be sharing with you his timeline as well as Bitcoin hitting a million dollars a lot sooner than most of y'all expect, according to Samson Mao. He says it could happen literally days or weeks after the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF. He also says that the SEC will approve all the Bitcoin ETFs. And as far as Bitcoin adoption, adopting Bitcoin as a legal tender, he says Panama, Indonesia, and Argentina could be next. I'll be breaking all this down for you plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today is podcast episode number 1472, and I'm your host, JV. Let's kick it off with our market watch. We can see Bitcoin back in the green, hovering at roughly 37,900, looking its way to test again the $38,000 resistance. I feel once we break that, the next logical target would be roughly 42 Gs. We have Ethereum pulling back, but still sitting above $2,000, while BNB, Solana, XRP, and Cardano are all in the green. And I like to look at a broader perspective. So let's zoom out on the month. Bitcoin up 10%, Ether up 17%. We got BNB up 5%, XRP up 12%, Cardano up 40%, and Solana leading the pack as far as the top coins up 82% on the month. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap is sitting at $1.44 trillion with roughly $38 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance at 51.4% with the Ether dominance at 17.4%. And checking out the top 100 gainers of the past 24 hours, we got GMT up 
15%. We got Ape Coin, Apen, up 15%. And Decentraland slash Mana, up 12%, trading just above 46 cents. Now, which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull market? Please do let me know. And checking out Crypto Bubbles, you can see a visual perspective of the overall market. You can see the majority of the cryptos are pumping and in the green with Ape and Mana leading the pack. And zooming out on the weekly, even more in the green and even higher gains and zooming out for the monthly, virtually everything in the green minus hex and e-hex. It is what it is. Don't be ish coining fam. Now checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. You can see we're currently rated as 73 in greed. Yesterday is 66, last week is 69. Hey, and last month is 71 in greed. So what it do fam? Welcome everyone just joining us. Let me know what you're most excited about today. It is Sat Stack and Saturday. Another live episode for you with lots of breaking news to share. But anyways, we got lots to cover. So now let's check out the Bitcoin price action and do a little bit of technical analysis, aka astrology for men, as a wise man once said by the name of Max Kaiser. Chris, welcome. Sat live. Let's freaking go. You already know. So yeah, let's check out some of the charts and what is happening. Bitcoin initiated another leg up on Friday evening, resulting in jumping above 38. That's right. I think we touched roughly 38.3 to 38.4, which is the new local high for the year, which is also an 18-month high for the King Crypto. So definitely be watching out for that price action. Bitcoin saw the 18-month peak as shared here alongside the rest of the market, having a wild week in which Binance had the main stage. The company reached the settlement agreement with the Department of Justice in which it had to pay the hefty fine of $4.3 billion without admitting guilt. Well, actually, he did admit guilt to money laundering, just FYI, and that is the seventh largest fine in the history of fines. The one surpassing that would be like Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase, and the rest of the banking institutions, which regularly uh, do money laundering, just saying. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox onabotulinum toxin A prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, eight to nine headache days a month versus six to seven for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. Now, what do you think, uh, CZ? What do you think will likely occur? Do you think he'll be facing any jail time or just get a slap on the wrist, potentially some house arrest, kind of like Arthur Hayes after they took down BitMEX? Let me know your thoughts. And yes, FYI, he had to step down as the CEO of Binance. Now, Bitcoin went on the roller coaster ride that drove it up and down, massive volatility and expect more. And Wednesday culminating in the price of the weekly low of 35.6, but we already back testing 38 here shortly. The bulls quickly intercepted the move, pushing the asset north the following days, resulting in Bitcoin nearing 38,000 on Thursday and going beyond that level on Friday night for the first time in 18 months. Let's go. In fact, Bitcoin soared all the way up to 38.5. Okay, $100 higher than I even knew, which became the highest price tag since 
since May of 2022. So the market's getting lit. Let's go. Nevertheless, it failed to continue its upwards momentum and remains just under 38,000 at this current time. And checking out the market cap, it stands still now at 740 billion, just like the dominance over the altcoins currently sitting at 51 point. 4%. And let's check out some of the technical indicators from TradingView so we can get a better synopsis of what's going on. You can see overall, the summary here shows you only three sell signals. We got nine neutral and 14 buy signals, which is definitely a bullish indicator. And looking at the oscillators on the left, there's three sell signals, eight neutral and zero buy. And looking on the right, as far as moving averages are concerned, zero sell signal signals, only one neutral with 14 buy signals. Let's go. And quoting Plan B, creator of the Bitcoin stock to flow model, he recently tweeted at the 2012 having most Bitcoin was 16 bucks at the 2016 having most Bitcoin was in the 256 to 1024 dollar range and at the 2020 having most Bitcoin was in the four to sixteen thousand dollar range at the 2024 having most Bitcoin will be in the 16 to sixty five thousand dollar range I would not be surprised if the next four years most Bitcoin will transfer in the 65 to five hundred and twenty four thousand range and in this chart it shows you the Bitcoin distribution at the halvings. Now, let me know your uh, thoughts regarding the stock to flow model. Also pointing out stock to flow is predicting a price action post 2024 halving, which means after April of next year, being between 100,000 and $1 million per coin. So let me know if you disagree or disagree. And someone asks here, may as well just say 1,000 to whatever that big number is. Get your range a little wider. Plan B responded. And that's why I like to play the financial markets game. If you think it's 1,000 to, I don't know if that's a million or 10 million, there's just too many zeros. It could be the same between 65 and 524 range, then I want to be your counter trade all day, every day. Let's freaking go. Also, breaking news just in, Bitcoin smashes a new hash rate, and we all know that the price follows the hash. And if I'm not mistaken, this huge number is 480 quintillion exahashes per second. Look at that freaking chart. That ultimately means the Bitcoin network has never been as secure as it currently is. And if you try to attack it, it will only become that much more stronger. That's why the governments around the world can do nothing to stop the king. So long live the king. You know what I mean? And as Max shares here, moving to El Salvador right now is like buying Bitcoin for a dollar in 2011. How many of you missed the boat when Bitcoin was only a dollar, but now you have the opportunity to relocate to El Salvador, aka Bitcoin country. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Let me know if you're currently bullish on the current uh, metrics and the chart. But anyways, now we covered our analysis for the day. Let's discuss a Bitcoin surge in the market. According to the BitMEX co-founder, Arthur Hayes, just blaze. He says he is bullish on Bitcoin and shared his thoughts alongside a chart depicting the net reverse purchase agreement, repurchase agreement, and Treasury general account balance charges. Hayes referred to the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen as bad girl Yellen, Miss Binance herself. Now, Hayes encouraged fellow Bitcoin enthusiasts to stay focused, highlighting the significant uptick in the U.S. dollar liquidity. He suggests Bitcoin will likely mirror the rise in dollar liquidity, leading to an increase of the Bitcoin price. Let's go. The accompanying chart illustrates the net variations in the RP. 
I'm sorry, the RRP and the TGA balances, indicating a possible link between the heightened dollar liquidity and the Bitcoin price. Quoting Arthur Hayes, getting my feet did, <laughs> getting a pedicure, and how bad girl Yellen is uh, busy pumping financial assets. Don't get distracted. The dollar liquidity is increasing and Bitcoin will go up as well. This is the chart of the net RRP and TGA balance charges, which shares right here, which looks like a parabolic sentiment to me, just staircases higher and higher. Meanwhile, crypto analysts shared more specific figures on X. The posts emphasize an RRP of 65 billion and a TGA balance of 35 billion with a significant net liquidity surge of 106 billion since November 21st. And as highlighted by Crypto Hayes, the rise in liquidity shows the changing dynamics in financial markets. Investors and Bitcoin enthusiasts observing liquidity injections and can anticipate potential effects on the crypto market. And while the BitMEX co-founder highlighted the connection between dollar liquidity and the Bitcoin price, this data reinforces the impact of the liquidity surge. The 106 billion rise in net liquidity since November 21st has raised questions about potential effects on diverse asset classes, including cryptocurrencies. Meanwhile, Miss Binance, <laughs> Janet Yellen, skeptic of Bitcoin and enemy of Bitcoin, recently cautioned crypto exchanges to abide by the law when speaking with Reuters at a meeting of the G20 finance ministers and central bank governors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yellen stressed the significance of compliance in the digital currency industry, underscoring the need to follow regulations and operate within the U.S. financial system. And how many of you watched that Department of Justice speech on behalf of the CZ uh, CEO of Binance basically admitting to fraud or not, I shouldn't say fraud, but admitting to money laundering or other other felony crimes he may be charged against. And then Janet Yellen cannot pronounce Binance for the life of her every single time. And it was like a dozen times she said, Binance. And uh, Mr. What's his name? Little Bubble made a rap track with Janet Yellen, which we played yesterday in the JV React session, uncensored version of Crypto News Alerts over on Rumble. Let me know if you got to watch that. It is hilarious to say the least. My thinking too is us plebs are spent up after Christmas, so they have it all for themselves. And here's one thing that's for sure. Once Larry Fink and BlackRock and Abigail Johnson, that's the Fidelity CEO, the female version of Lawrence Fink. Once they get your Bitcoin, they're never going to depart with it ever. So if you let your Bitcoin go, you may not ever be able to get it back. You got to keep that in mind. But anyways, fam, let's break down our next story of the day. We discussed the Bitcoin surge. Now let's discuss what's going on with Gemini and Genesis and this $689 million from the crypto lender in which they're trying to recover. Here we go. We have Bella Gurid, if I'm pronouncing that right, the crypto lender Genesis is suing crypto exchange Gemini to recover over half a billion dollars in 
preferential transfers. A preferential transfer is paid off by an insolvent firm to a creditor, typically within 90 days, before filing for bankruptcy. In certain conditions, if they're met, the recipient may have to return the funds so that the payments to the bankrupt company's creditors are equitably dispersed. And in a new court filing, we have Genesis. And if you don't know, Genesis is the parent company of Grayscale and GBTC, who is the largest hodler of Bitcoin in the world, currently with 620 thousand Bitcoin on their balance sheet. They say it's seeking to recover 689 million in withdrawals that were made through the Gemini Earn program during that 90-day period prior to its filing of Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Now, how many of you were affected by the Gemini Earn program? Please do let me know. The two firms previously collaborated on the Earn Investing program, which enabled retail investors to loan out their crypto to earn interest, but Genesis defaulted. So earning yearn on your crypto, there is a risk factor. The risk is you're giving them your crypto. It's no longer yours, not your keys, not your coins. And if something happens like they file for bankruptcy, then you're very unlikely to get your crypto back. So was it worth the five or 10% yield? Probably not. Just hodl and keep your crypto safe and self-custody would be my recommendation. Now, Genesis says it's seeking to recover the amount withdrawn such that these benefited Gemini at the expense of the other creditors, quoting them here. During the 90-day period prior to the commencement of plaintiff's Chapter 11 case, the defendants withdrew an aggregate gross amount of no less than approximately $689 million from the plaintiff. And as a result of these withdrawals, defendants benefited at the expense of the plaintiff's other creditors and continue to benefit to this day through their retention of the property plaintiff seeks to avoid the recovery here. And a quick shout out for that super chat. I greatly appreciate that, Lee. Yo, new since my last super chat to you, Jesus coin has continued to rise and bless. Here is some love. Hopefully you take a second to research. God bless. Well, God bless you, Lee. I greatly appreciate the support on the channel. Back to our story. Genesis is demanding the return of the funds as it faces a lawsuit from Gemini for failing to return the shares in the Bitcoin trust that were pledged as collateral for the earned loans. Now, back in July, the Gemini co-founders, who are the Winklevoss twins, said that the crypto exchange filed a lawsuit against Genesis's parent company, Digital Currency Group, and its CEO, Barry Silbert, for allegedly masterminding a fraud scheme against its creditors. So let me know who you feel is in the right and in the wrong and how do you feel this will likely play out for the investors who had their crypto locked in the Genesis Earn program uh, trying to get that yield? Please do let me know. And my apologies, it was the Gemini Earn program with Gemini being the exchange owned by the Winklevoss twins. So there you have it. Crypto Surge says smash the likes and support this guy. Greatly appreciate that. Shout out to Manchester, England and all my fam out there in Europe. Greatly appreciate the continued support. And with that being shared, now let's discuss the latest with Black BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, and the spot ETS before we dive into some very bullish price predictions that are going to blow your mind. Shout out to the dirty world. Appreciate you subscribing to the channel. Let's freaking go. So here is the latest with BlackRock and the spot ETFs. The US SEC seemingly met with BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, to discuss the company's application of a spot Bitcoin ETF. Let me see if I can minimize the screen so you can see better. Does that help at all if I make it smaller? A little bit. 
That should help a little. Noting Grayscale Investment also engaged with the SEC. I think they both met on the 20th of November, both the Grayscale folks as well as the BlackRock folks. And that's a good sign that there's dialogue going back and forth, which means the likelihood of an ETF to be approved is that much higher. In fact, Matrixport says there's a 100% chance and the top ETF analysts in the world from Bloomberg give it a 90% chance of approval by January 10th. Uh, quoting them here, looks like BlackRock also met with the SEC. Let's go. There is a couple of slides in relation to its in-kind versus cash creation. And based on the looks, it looks like BlackRock prefers the in-kind for their Bitcoin ETF, which makes sense as it probably is the cleanest structure for them and end investors. Now, ETF units can be created uh, in-kind or in cash. Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone. Plus, spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Now, in a cash creation, the authorized participants provide cash to the ETF issuer in exchange for the ETF units. Now, Bloomberg senior ETF analyst Eric Bochunez emphasized that BlackRock and ARK Invest are standing firm on in-kind creates. He explained that this method is better for investors in terms of spread and tax, even though the word is that the SEC said you need to do cash creates to avoid people using unregistered brokers. If you want to get out, in the first batch. Now, last week, Balchunas shared on X that he has been hearing chatter that the SEC's Division of Trading and Markets has engaged with the exchanges, advising them to use the cash create method for their spot, Bitcoin ETFs, instead of their in-kind. The securities regulator also reportedly asked them to amend their spot Bitcoin ETF filings in the next couple of weeks. Now, the SEC chairman, no clarity, Gary, recently revealed that the regulator is considering between eight and 10 spot Bitcoin ETF apps. And a number of people have predicted that the SEC will approve multiple spot Bitcoin ETFs at once early next year, including the analysts at JP Morgan. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the experts. Do you think the batch will all be approved at the same time? Now, collectively, these major asset managers control over 25 trillion in assets under management. Once you start running the math, what if they only allocated a half a percent of their total assets, 1%, 2%, 5%? We're talking about multiple six-figure price action as trillions of dollars start entering the crypto market, which are currently sitting on the sidelines because don't have the go-ahead because of the lack of clarity from the SEC. Once the ETF spot is officially approved, that means Bitcoin is recognized as an asset class to the entire world. And that's when the trillions start ushering in. You know what I mean? And our featured story I'm going to be sharing in a few is going to be Samson Mao predicting the Bitcoin price can shoot up like that off the back of the approval of these ETFs as high as a million dollars within a matter of days or weeks. Yes, that sounds bullish, but I even have a more bullish prediction to share with you. Let's not forget Hal Finney, who some consider to be Satoshi, who is no longer with us. May he rest in peace. He predicted a $10 million Bitcoin before the creation and launch of Bitcoin. You know what I mean? So we already know which way the trajectory is going north and nobody can stop it. 
Let me know if you guys agree. Let's dive into our next bullish uh, prediction on the day, and that's Bitcoin's $100,000 price action target, which Dan Tapiero, the macro guru, is predicting. Also like to throw out there. We also have, what's his name? Um, Adam Back, who some consider to be Satoshi. He made a bet putting his money where his mouth is that the Bitcoin price will hit $100,000 per coin by March 31st of 2024, which is the day before the month of the halving anticipated to take place in April of 2024. Let me know what you think regarding that prediction. But here's the latest from Dan Tapiero. The macro guru and fund manager, Dan Tapiero, is optimistic Bitcoin will potentially hit that six-figure price. Let's go. In a new interview with Natalie Brunel, shout out to Natalie in the Coin Stories pod. He says that we'll see Bitcoin over 100,000 in the next bull run. I feel that's an easy peasy target, personally, just saying. He says the surge to 100,000 per coin would translate to a gain of at least 167% from the current level. And according to the Tapiero, a price of 100,000 per Bitcoin is a pretty conservative estimate. Agreed. Let me know if you agree. He says it could rally even higher over the next half of a decade. Well, hell yeah. We're talking about more realistically, we could hit a million dollars by 2030, which is Kathy Wood's target and many other targets from other top analysts. Quoting him here, my target for when I first started looking at this deeply back in 2019 was always around 250 to 350,000 on Bitcoin. Stop right there. That's my my targets actually for the cycle peak for 2025, I predict anywhere between 220,000, which is Max Kaiser's short term target, and as high as 500,000 on my bullish scenario. Let me know your thoughts. Back to his quote that was just a number that was to me a reasonable number to get to by 2029. So in 2019, that was sort of my thought by the end of the decade, being that 10 year scale. That's a reasonable number to go by. Let me know if you agree. And on what Bitcoin could reach is a price of a million dollars per coin, as ARK Invest CEO. Kathy Wood previously predicted. And if you missed my show I did yesterday, we focus on Kathy Wood. I shared with you her bearish scenario, which is over 260,000 per coin, her base case, which is 650,000 per coin, and her bullish case, which is 1.48 million per BTC. Quoting him here, I think Kathy has come out and said, did she say $1 million Bitcoin price target? Yes, yeah, she sure did. And I can get those numbers too. But that might be maybe it's 2035 or 2038. I mean, I don't know. Or it could be earlier. And on Bitcoin's mainstream adoption as a store of value, here's what Dan had to share. There are a lot of assets like real estate people invest in often as a store of value. You know, art paintings, stores of value. I mean, Bitcoin can really take a chunk of that store of value capital that's out there. People own equity also because it's a hedge against inflation. So if you think of all the assets that people own just because they want to keep up, with inflation, you could have a big chunk of that go into Bitcoin. Preach. I just don't think that it happens quickly. So there you have it. And to watch this video he did with Natalie Brunel entitled Bitcoin Will 10X This Decade, check the show notes below the video in the description. Now let's dive into our featured story of the day and discuss Bitcoin smashing a million dollars per coin within days or weeks after the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF, as well as the latest from Samson Mao and his math of how he derived at this figure, as well as which countries are most likely to adopt Bitcoin next as the legal tender. Let's freaking go. So let's start right here with some tweets from Samson Mao he shared the other day. If you think I am crazy for a $1 million Bitcoin, please meet Hal Finney. And quoting the late, great Hal Finney, may his soul rest in peace, as an amusing thought experiment, imagine that Bitcoin is successful and becomes the dominant payment system to use throughout the world. Then the total value of the currency should be equal to the total value of all the wealth in the world. Current estimates of total worldwide household wealth that I have found range from $100 trillion to $300 trillion. 
with 20 million coins. That gives each coin a value of about $10 million per Bitcoin fam. So the possibility of generating coins today with a few cents of compute time may be quite a good bet. Yeah, I'd say that again. Would a payoff of something like 100 million to one, even if the odds of Bitcoin succeeding to this degree are slim, are they really 100 million to one against? Something to think about, preach. Very well said. Samson Mao also says the SEC will approve all the Bitcoin ETFs. Let's freaking go. And here are some recent tweets I shared quoting Samson Mao. The SEC will approve all the Bitcoin ETFs. The most interesting countries for Bitcoin adoption, Panama, Indonesia, and Argentina. Let me know your thoughts right there. Do you think these three countries may be next to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender? We already know Argentina has a pro-Bitcoin president by the name of Javier Malay, who's looking to put an end to their central banking system and close the central bank in Argentina. We know Max Kaiser and the El Salvador Bitcoin team are going to be flying out to Buenos Aires to orange pill him. And Max never disappoints. I think they're going to lay down the blueprint of Bukele and El Salvador. And if they adopt that as the legal tender, guess what? There's 50 million people over there in Argentina. Talk about mass adoption. Indonesia, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's hundreds of millions of people there. Panama being a smaller country there, just south of Costa Rica. But what are your thoughts surrounding those predictions? Do let me know. He also shares some interesting insights. Reminder, the ETF approvals will unlock a tidal wave of capital influx into Bitcoin. Pair that with the multiplier effect and you get $1 million BTC. And he initially made this tweet back on December 3rd of 2021. Here are the receipts. Approval of a spot ETF would send Bitcoin to a million dollars per coin over a few days. Gary and the SEC don't want to be the ones responsible for sending Bitcoin to the moon. Let me know if you agree or disagree here with Samson Mao and quoting Tom Emmer, the congressman who has been, you know what I mean, tearing Gary Gensler a new what? Because Gary hasn't been allowing the adoption of the spot Bitcoin ETF. So here's what the congressman said. And he tagged Gary Gensler. This was back in 2021. I am still waiting on your response to our November 3rd letter asking you to make sense of why Bitcoin future ETFs are allowed to trade, but not Bitcoin spot ETFs. And here's what Preston Pish chimed in because Goldman Gary, because we know he made hundreds of millions of dollars working for Goldman Sachs, needs to let his boys, that's right, his homeboys on Wall Street are Larry Fink, Abigail Johnson, and the list goes on. Manipulate those cash settle derivatives as long as he can. 100% because the derivative markets are controlled and manipulated by this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. The regulators, 100%. Derivatives are mass financial weapons of mass destruction, according to Warren Buffett. You know what I mean? And here's some more quotes. It has come to my attention. There are some Bitcoiners out there that don't think Bitcoin can reach a million dollars per coin in a matter of days or weeks after the ETF money starts to flow in. They are in for a pleasant surprise. Preach. And this has quite created quite the controversy here on X as well. And here is a post. Thanks, Nigel Bokele, for supporting me to run for mayor of Bitcoin City. Obviously, we have Samson Mao making big moves. Shout out to the president, the one and only Najib Bukele. And here's another tweet he recently shared. We'll see a seismic shift to Bitcoin and sound money. The next five years will be incredible. Here's his prediction. Guatemala, 
2023, Argentina, 2023, Bitcoin having five months out, estimated to be April 2024. El Salvador has already adopted Bitcoin as a legal tender. We'll continue to make big moves. Panama in 2024. Mexico, that would be massive right here in 2024. Canada by 2025, but it could be 2023 or even 2024. Peru, in 2026, and Nicaragua in 2026. Fix the money, fix the world. So I'd love to know. You guys let me know. Which countries do you think are likely to adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender next? And also, we're going to be sharing the math of how he predicted this $1 million price prediction. So we still have lots to cover. Let's start right here with this latest article by Samson Mao. Here we go. We started with the quote already, quoting the late great uh, Hal Finney. And let's continue. Mao stated that those who believe 1 million per Bitcoin is a crazy price should read what Hal Finney said about the levels that Bitcoin has the potential to reach in the future. Hal Finney was a software developer who received the first ever Bitcoin transaction from its mysterious creator, Satoshi Nakamoto. He also contributed the Bitcoin code as its early stage. Now, many firmly believe it was Finney who had hidden behind the synonym of Nakamoto. Nakamoto went under the radar in 2010, as we all know, leaving his invention in the hands of the community. And thank God for that. Finney then passed away in 2014 from the consequences of some lateral cirrhosis. And in the message cited by Mao, Finney assumes that if in the future Bitcoin becomes the dominant payment system in the world, the price of one coin may soar to $10 million per coin. He said this would be possible since the value of all the Bitcoin supply would be equal to the value of all the wealth in the world. And back in Finney's time, the total world household wealth was only between 100 trillion and 300 trillion. I say in today's terms, it's probably north of 700 trillion, especially as that money printer continued to go. Therefore, Bitcoin supply got to cost that much. $1 million for one Bitcoin was a realistically achievable goal per Finney. He then also stated that with such a prospect, mining Bitcoin in its early days, a few Bitcoin per day with a few cents of computer time would be quite the good bet. Amen. You can say that again. Now let's discuss the SEC approving all Bitcoin ETFs. This is the latest interview from Samson Mao himself. And I'm going to read some of these uh, quotes and questions for you. Do you think Kennedy has a chance to win the election? Here's what Samson Mao said. I would say so. Historically, independent candidates have never won, but I think with Bobby's defection from the Democratic Party and the fact he has tapped into the zeitgeist, he has really captured the imagination of the people, the people that are frustrated with the two party system where nothing ever seems to change. That's right. Democrat and Republicans all seem to be the same corrupt branch, if you're to ask me. I mean, different branches from the same corrupt tree. Wouldn't you agree? He also has a very clear message about freedom, restoring America to its roots, and also about sound money. He has spoken very strongly about Bitcoin and why Bitcoin is so important. I think his message is very authentic because he comes from a very unique background. His uncle and his father were both assassinated because they had tried to eliminate the central bank and money printing. Preach. So I think he comes from a place of authenticity and the fact that he is risking a lot to run for president speaks volumes, at least to me, because he could just sit back and relax, but he is out there making a play for presidency. Let me know if you guys agree or disagree and who would you vote for if you had the opportunity to vote in the 2024 presidential election? Let me know. The next question, the growth of Bitcoin related political debate in the United States coincides with the pending approval of Bitcoin spot ETFs by the SEC. Do you think the public debate puts pressure on the SEC? Here's what Samson had to share. I think the SEC already has enough pressure from Congress and from BlackRock. One thing that people don't really understand that it is not Larry Fink and BlackRock that want the ETF, it's their institutional clients 
that want it. Their customers are putting the pressure on them to get it. There is a massive amount of pressure from Congress, from the customers, funneled through BlackRock to the SEC. And given that they are contesting the Grayscale lawsuit, my bad, not contesting that lawsuit, it's just a matter of time before they approve all the Bitcoin ETFs. Let's go. Because they can't approve one and not the others if the others are structured the same way. They would get sued. So it's inevitable to end this, which is all the ETFs will get approved. Next question. The growing relevance of Bitcoin in the US is also demonstrated by the hash rate. Significant shares are in the hands of large publicly traded and therefore extensively regulated mining firms and mining pools. Could it be a risk? He shared. Here's the response. Well, I don't think it's ideal. It'd be better if the hash rate was more decentralized. It would be better if the US only had a 20 to 25% portion of the hash rate. Right now, they're getting to 40% sometimes. The US, while it's governed by a stronger rule of law, might represent a danger simply because they want compliance with the existing financial system. So I think those mining pools won't just accept anybody. They're going to accept KYM, know your miner, customers. However, you want to define that. Could this be a risk to Bitcoin's fungibility? He says, I don't think so. I think there is a censorship risk where they'll try to block transactions, but ultimately, if they try to do that, they'll limit their own profitability because they'll need to go to a blacklist and check that before processing any transaction. And other pools in other countries will have the advantage. It depends on how complicated and convoluted it gets. But This episode is brought to you by Fidelity. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of U.S. stocks and ETFs with zero commissions online. Visit fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. But it is already a small disadvantage that can balloon into a big disadvantage. And at that point, I think the pools will move out of the United States. And he also said, uh, when asked, the goal of your company, Jan 3, is to promote Bitcoin adoption at the state level. Do you see potential in Africa, especially on the mining side? He responded, there is potential in decentralizing hash rate and getting more of it into Africa. Africa, let's go. But the challenge in Africa is there's just not that much power to begin with. So you might incentivize creation of new power generation sites, like maybe small hydro dams, but it'll never compete at the same scope as mega infrastructure projects in the U.S., the ones starting to emerge in Latin America and possibly other places. Africa might end up building a significant chunk of the hash rate by creating new power sources. The challenge is their new power sources. They're not tapping into existing excess, existing energy. That's right. Whereas with geothermal, if you got a volcano, you can tap into it just like in El Salvador. And when asked, what is the most promising country in the future in terms of Bitcoin adoption, according to Jan 3. Here's what Samson shared. I think there is a few. Panama, let's go. He says it's interesting. They don't have a central bank. Wow, I didn't know that. So they could do something relatively quickly. There is one candidate that we have connections to. And if he wins the election, then we can talk about Bitcoin. Well, I pray he wins this. You know what I mean? And as I said, Indonesia, let's go, is also interesting. We have Ridwan Kamil, the governor of West Java. And I think he'll be running for vice president. He understands Bitcoin. He understands the potential for mining to transform the country. So that's another big interesting place for us to look at. And I think Argentina is also one because of Javier Malay. I think there will be changes afoot, large-scale changes, and we have to direct that change towards Bitcoin. I think he's going to dollarize, but we want him to dollarize 
and Bitcoinize Preach. And now let's actually share the math behind his $1 million Bitcoin price prediction. Let's start with this tweet. In 2017, it took nine months for Bitcoin to go from 1,000 to 20,000. That's 20X, right fam? The block subsidy was 12.5. There was a lot more Bitcoin sloshing around on the exchanges. Mining was boiling the oceans and there was zero institutional money coming in. 1,000 to 20,000, that's 20X. 50,000 to 1 million is 20X. Facts. So for you guys to say it's not possible, we can't hit a million dollars. Well, if we have the same run up as the previous cycle I witnessed after the 2016 halving, the year preceding the halving, 2017, when I came into Bitcoin, it was only 1,500. By the end of the year, it was virtually 20,000. That's a 20x run up. So keep in mind that anything can happen. Yeah, you know I mean, so let's break down the math a little further. Further elaborating on the prediction, Mal referenced Bitcoin's historical growth, as I just mentioned, from 2017, it took nine months for Bitcoin to go from one thousand to 20 G's. The block subsidy was 12 and a half and there was a lot more sloshing. And again, 20 X from 50,000 to a million would be equivalent. Now, Bitplane, a Bitcoin analyst provided a mathematical breakdown supporting Mal's prediction. Payne's analysis emphasized the rapid pace at which Bitcoin price can grow, stating people acting like Samson Mao is insane for his million dollar Bitcoin call and forget how fast Bitcoin can happen. This is the exact mindset needed for such a thing to occur. He detailed uh, the following with fundamentals of supply and demand, calculating the new supply for the next cycle, estimating 136,000 BTC for the current epoch and 656,000 BTC for the next, totally approximating 792,000 BTC. He also considers the potential sale of old Bitcoin based on the metric of the HODL waves, estimating 15 to 20% of the old circulating supply, which could come up for sale as it did in previous cycles. In an extreme scenario, if 20% of the old BTC were sold over the next four years, this would amount to approximately 3.8 million BTC. And here, coming from looking to Bitcoin, you can see the Bitcoin one year plus HODL wave chart. Now the potential sources of capital, let's discuss it to achieve a $1 million valuation per Bitcoin. He argues that a total capital influx of approximately $4.5 trillion would be needed. He identified two major potential sources for this capital. So listen up. First pointed to the U.S. retirement savings, which total approximately $35 trillion. So a mere 5% reallocation from these savings into Bitcoin would amount to almost $2 trillion. Secondly, he considered U.S. corporate treasuries, which hold roughly $1 trillion. If 10% of this were invested into Bitcoin, it add another $100 billion to the market. And beyond these sources, he highlighted several other factors which can drive the Bitcoin price north of a $1 million per coin. These include the potential for further adoption by Bitcoin of nation states and the implications of new money creation over the next five years, particularly affecting the $150 trillion global bond market. And moreover, he points to the possibility of a reduced supply of old Bitcoin coming to the market due to the steadfastness of the current hodlers. Where my long-term hodlers at? Make some noise. Quitting him here. The fact that an unprecedented number of Bitcoin are in the diamond hands, preach, more of whom than ever believe in a hyper-Bitcoinization narrative could diminish that 20% hollow wave dip to 15 or even 10%. And the decline of alternative cryptos and a refocusing of capital towards Bitcoin, along with the underperformance in the last cycle, potentially leading to a delayed but potent market reaction, could be further catalysts, according to the analysts. He also noted the role of technological advancements, such as Taproot, in enhancing Bitcoin's appeal 
And let's not forget as well, we have the major asset managers such as BlackRock, Fidelity, Swab, you name it. We have a Bitcoin halving a few months out. We have the Bitcoin ETF likely to be approved. They're saying at least 90% probability by January 10th. But what are your thoughts? Please let me know, fam. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL.